What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Dr. Demuso A. Josie. And if you are looking for an opportunity to reinvent yourself, to pivot, change directions in your career, your life, your relationships, I have the podcast for you. I sit down with Stacey Sargent, all the way from Australia. That's right, the other side of the globe. So shout out to those people that are listening over there and overseas and around the world. But this one here is for you if you are looking to make some changes in your life. Um, we sit down and we talk about how to pivot and make those changes. I am Dr. Demisa A. Josie, and this is The Empowerment Perspective. It's never, too, it's never too late or wrong to change your mind, no matter if you've studied for it, if you've been doing it for decades, or if that's just how people know you. You get to reinvent yourself, change your mind at any given point. After all, you tell children to dream and they can achieve their dreams. At what point did that get lost within yourself? All right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie, and today I have a very, very special guest on uh, from the, all the way on the other side of the globe. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But more importantly, if you already went through the therapy, you already went through all these sessions, you, you tried the, the gurus and all these things, I think I have the right person for you that you need to connect with. Because um, if you're anything like me, I've been talking to many therapists and they just keep telling me the same thing and keep trying the same things over and over again. Um, but I think this person might be right for everybody uh, that's on this particular podcast. But we're going to gear it towards teachers today and talk about goal setting and also how to kind of get you out of this rut that I think you're in. If you're anything like me, you're going to be in a little bit of rut right now with everything going on with COVID. But I have a special, special guest. And I'm going to try not to butcher your name again, even though I said it a thousand times. Stacey Sargison. Correct. Welcome to you the podcast. It. Thank you so much for joining us. And all the way from Australia. Are you in Australia? I am a Brit in Australia. So oh. I've gone from both sides of the world. That is awesome. And I guess we could define you as a transformational coach slash leader. What does that mean for our audience? Yeah, so I'm instant transformational um, kind of success coach. I, I don't really like to use the term coach, but take it or leave it. I basically um, facilitate instant transformation in change. So I believe that every single person really deeply desires change. Um, and I'm just so done with long programs. That's just not why people come to me. They want it now. They really want to shift. They want to move past things. So yeah, that's kind of what I would call myself in a nutshell, instant transformation of whatever it is that you seek. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I was reading a little bit about you and a little bit about your history, of course, because that's what I do here. And I kind of feel like you had an aha moment. Now, some of your, your, your past, uh, you dabbled in Hollywood, you dabbled in, in the movies and the industry like, like that. But there was an aha moment where something just wasn't, you weren't kind of being yourself, if I'm reading that right. Talk about that, that, that particular aha moment and what led to you going a different direction. Totally. So I had done all the things, uni, job, ticked all the boxes. Um, short, I worked in the Hollywood film industry. I was on the red carpet. Brad and Angelina were in front of me. Name drop, name drop. But it was true. Like I had the life that so many people really, really wanted or so we're told. Right. Um, but I just remember I had two cancer scares and that wasn't enough to shift it. It was really realizing that I wasn't seeing my friends and family, really my family. And it was around about Christmas time. Everyone had left. I was doing work. I was, you know, my BlackBerry was on. That's showing how long ago it was. But my BlackBerry was on. I was available 24-7. And I just realized I was at the climb to the top because there was a couple more positions. But I just thought, is this it until I retire? 
And I had this, you're completely right. I had this realization of this is my life, eat, sleep, work, repeat. That's it now until I can reward myself with a pension and then already be knackered and, and kind of, you know, dealing with health issues to then enjoy my life. It just seemed completely backwards to me. And I seemed to realize that there must be another way. I had no idea what that would look like, but I was willing to seek another way. Mm. That's interesting because um, I'll talk, you know, personally about my situation in terms of education. Um, being an administrator and educational leader, there's a lot of pressure. Um, and I kind of, uh, with this COVID thing going on and the pandemic and all kinds of, you know, the job is already stressful. You put all that stuff on top of it. I'm kind of losing a sense of myself. And I'm assuming that a lot of educators right now are losing that sense of self amidst, uh, amongst all of this. So I kind of, uh, you know, ask myself, like, what am I doing here? And I'm sure a lot of these educators at this particular point have that same, that same feeling. What are some advice that you could give to our, our educators out here that may have felt that moment and are afraid to make that transition into, you know, what their purpose is? Yeah, I mean, let's be real. I mean, a lot of the times when we have a position, and especially if you're in the teaching realm, um, and in education, you are, I guess, doing it as well. I, I work with a lot of teachers, ironically, but um, it, you want to care for people, you want to help people, you want to have an impact. And what happens usually, especially in these times, is everything is focused on everybody else. But then all of a sudden you're like, well, what about me? But then you feel guilty because you want to help others. And then you're like, well, you know, you've got your families, maybe everyone's everyone, it seems, is depending on you because that's why you love what you do, maybe. Um, and there's a real sense of going within. And I don't mean to sound all wishy-washy. That's not my vibe at all. I want to be really real. And that is, what is there... A what kind of change are you seeking yourself? Is it better health? Is it like, you know, looking after what you put in your mouth, you know, your diet, moving? Is it just your what is it just your wellness, your mindset wellness? Because for me, it was, I didn't even know who, I'd lost my identity. My identity was wrapped up in the giving and doing all this in corporate. So if you're kind of feeling this disconnect, I would invite you lovingly to look into what priority would you is really within you? Is it health? Is it fitness? Is it the relationship with your family? Or is it this sneaky idea of a business that you may have had, but you just don't even know where to begin? And honestly, that's what changed my life. Going onto YouTube, finding out people like me, watching them, listening to them, um, you know, whether it be Les Brown, whether it be Patrice Washington, who helped me get out of debt and all of that stuff, really, really listen to those people. And then you'll find you'll, find you'll have goosebumps and you'll listen to these things and you'll be like, right, maybe I can shift something within my life. And it doesn't seem so grandiose and so, so big. It's almost, you know, bite-sized pieces, I would say. Don't get over, try not to get overwhelmed, but just be honest and gentle with yourself. You don't have to tell a soul. Mm. Just say to yourself, you know, do you want a better relationship with your partner or is it a better relationship with yourself? You know, the list is endless. Sure, sure, sure. I guess, at this, especially at this time, there's a lot of noise. So that you, you're dealing with, obviously COVID mandates, mask mandates, all this noise. And then you're trying to care for somebody else's children on top of that. And then you, you, you get into these self-sabotaging behaviors. A lot of educators, yeah. you know, maybe they're drinking more, maybe they're doing certain things that they typically don't uh, uh, do. I want to kind of use this as a bridge into goal setting. Like how can we start to work through some of that noise and to begin to set realistic goals for ourselves um, going forward? I, I truly believe fundamentally that like with my heart to yours, fundamentally, if you 
you're giving to all these people, but if you are not, you've heard it a million times, if you're not looking after yourself, really you are, you are useless really to these people. Because if it wasn't for you, you know, they may be not in a good situation. And so there is a lot of pressure, but I, I would definitely invite your listeners and anybody who's watching to really understand that it can simply be carving out because the reality is if you're too busy for yourself, it's, that's a that's a trauma technique. That's that's a literally you're bypassing feelings and feelings, and that's just, that's the same with drinking and things like that. So I would really listen and understand where in your life are you seeking peace? And it could be you just want to go to the toilet by yourself, but you're like you've got that you know you've got so many children to look after. Or, and I would really start to implement some form of boundary so that you at least carve out time because time won't magically appear for you to you know make more time for yourself you you have to be brave enough and bold enough and courageous enough to say do you know what at least 10 minutes a day matter to me that is undisturbed and start like that you know don't go off and go I'm going to go and change the world when you can't even look after yourself like realize that your time is yours as well as others and that's what I would say to start with so for those of you who've been following us for the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about finding 10, 15 minutes a day for yourself. Um, I have you know, no idea. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. But it's, it's, it's very powerful and it's, it's very, very, um, you know, uh, mind settling once you get those that, that 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever that you can spare. And a lot of it, and I tell uh, a lot of my staff and the people that I come across, I go to my parking lot 15 minutes before I get out the car and that's my 15 minutes of silence. Turn the radio off and mm -hmm. that kind of just kind of grounds me. You have 15 minutes if you if you actually take that little bit of time. It doesn't take much. Just take a little bit of time and, and quiet your mind for a little bit and ground yourself. And I think it, it definitely goes a long way. And it's also, you know, pushing back. I don't think many people like to push back on, you know, we want to be the available. And one of the things that my mum told me that might help anybody else is I was definitely a yes woman, right? I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I work with my clients around that too. But um, I, I definitely learned from her when she said, if somebody says, can you do me a favor? I always used to go, yeah, yeah, okay, of course. Yeah, whatever. Even if I was busy AF, right? <laughs> I would be like, yeah, yeah, okay. But then I started to say through her help, um, you know, if I can, that gives you an out. Mm. And that gives you enough time to think, do you really want to do that? Oh, you know, I can do that, but it will be after four o'clock today. Does that, you know, does that work? No. And you can say, well, I, I'm wrapped up until four. Mm -hmm. And just slowly but surely stop being an instant yes person. And that, I promise you, will allow you to carve some time out because you'll grow that muscle of boundaries. Yes, yes. And I would add also stop being so available. I had to learn to turn mm -hmm. off my little notification on my phone for my emails that I was answering in the middle of the night to notice my time. I, I shut it off and it's, it has done wonders for me mentally in terms of, you know, my workspace and, and my mental health in regards to that. Um, I want to do, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, may I add something else that might help reframe things for people who are that person that are on the end of their phone all the time? The one of the things that shifted, and I, I will, I will reiterate, is that every time somebody wants something from me that isn't a person in my inner circle, maybe my mum, maybe my partner, you know, whoever, what you're really telling yourself is that the person that's at the end of the phone that's requiring something from you is more important than the time to spend with your loved one on the sofa watching some trash TV or whatever, mm. like that moment together, however mundane it may seem. And when I started to think that, I started to realize, is that, is that email that's really urgent and everyone flags every single email is important, right? Even if it's not really, 
but it kind of puts you into that stress point Good. realize is that really more important than the person that you're sat with mm-hmm. and I, I bet the answer is no I think you and I have a lot of in common. I used to work in, a, in the television industry at ABC and then Disney and all those wonderful, wonderful things in ESPN. And that was such a fast-paced, go, 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 go environment. And, and it kind of requires you to be available all the time. Yeah. And I kind of think taking that mentality into the educational space kind of it's, it's kind of backfiring at some point um, in regards to me. But being able to shut off and shut down it's okay to to not have to think about anything but it's kind of hard when you're so used and programmed to always being on the go and on and go and then caring Mm -hmm. for other people's children on top of that makes it even more difficult Um, but those 15 10 minutes is is invaluable for sure Um, I want I want to go into a little bit about your business because I I think you started a a large part of it when we were in the pandemic is that is that correct was that like your your, I guess the foundation was kind of laid when we first got into the pandemic? I turned it around actually. Um, I had, I was going through some, I've been doing this for about 10 years now and I was going through uh, my own personal divorce. Um, I was on the brink of bankruptcy. I was just really not in a great space. <laughs> Let's just say in the industry, I was doing the work behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. The mindset work and all of that. Um, but I was willing and then the pandemic uh, hit and I just decided that I, what is it that I'm really good at? And I then decided to share that online. And a lot of people's physical doors were shutting in their businesses. And I really took a step up in my visibility again, you know, took my pride aside for a second and helped other people realize that you can change your financial wealth, um, your business direction. Yes, you may have learned that all those years, but it doesn't mean you can't change your mind. And I show people how to do that in confidence, with confidence, sorry, and in confidence. Now, when you were so, going, yeah, my business skyrocketed after that again. Now, when you were going through that, did you set goals for yourself during that process and tried to go, yeah. you know, reach those goals, or like was there pre-planning from that, or you kind of just felt your way through it and, and got to the point where you are next? Uh, there's two things. I really got sick and tired of being sick and tired of my own BS. Um, I really wanted my life to change. I wasn't. I decided that I wasn't flaky about it. This was a non-negotiable. Um, I, I said to myself this, and I was suicidal at some points, and that's coming out in the media soon as well. And I just decided that this is not how the story ends. Um, I get to change my wealth, and I, I just decided, and I then was willing to implement, and that was my daily goals. Like my daily goals, I set myself where you know, <laughs> sounds really cliche, but sometimes you don't want to get out of bed. Sometimes life is really heavy, especially in these times. But then I remembered. Do you know what? I want to be an example of what is possible. And if I truly believe that, then I need to show up. Now, somebody else out there who's listening might not want to be an example. They just want to shift that and change their life. Mm-hmm. I invite you to do this as well, um, is really honor yourself and, and say to yourself, are you really being the person <clears throat> who does what he or, she, he or she says that they do? Like, I wanted to be a woman and chose to be a woman that did what she said she was going to do, not just talk about it behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. Sure. And so I decided to then implement that. It wasn't always easy. And I, you know, sometimes I was like, just brush your teeth. But um, but yeah, it, it takes courage. Change takes courage. And that's what I share. And sure. so that's where out of the pandemic, I made a lot of people realize you get to change your life and wealth with your laptop. That's mm-hmm. not a fancy hashtag. It's my mm-hmm. true belief and knowing. 
Yes, yes. There's something that you said that resonated with me because I also, when I go to speak, I also talk about non-negotiables and having setting non-negotiables for yourself um, and mm-hmm. in certain areas, whether it be spiritual, whether it be physical, whether it be men, your mental health, whatever it is, you need to set non-negotiables. Talk, talk about a little bit about the importance of establishing non-negotiables. What is a non-negotiable for? And just kind of break that down for our audience a little bit. Sure. Perfect. So, um, for me, a non-negotiable is, and this sounds really morbid, but it, this is life. If I, I had a, a brush with death, but a possible brush with death, but you don't have to have that. It's just really realizing if you were to have your last breath, literally in about 10 minutes, are you genuinely happy with who you are being, what you are saying yes to, what you're saying no to? and the type of life that you want to lead, like the legacy in which you lead. This isn't just some coaching spiel, this is life. Mm. Like what impact do you want to know has happened? It could be your children, your partner, your friend, or even just yourself. And so for me, my non-negotiable is when I look forward to the woman that I truly wanna be and that I am becoming, am I proud? Can I put my head on the pillow each day or each moment and know with every shadow, like without a shadow of a doubt, with every fiber of my being, I am, I have integrity. I am saying what I, and I'm doing what I'm saying. And that, that is my non-negotiable. So, so then I kind of work backwards. So then that's the premise of everything. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying to myself, drink more water, drink more water, Sargerson. Like you said, you were going to do it because the only promise you're breaking is to yourself. And I will not do that to myself again. Mm. No way. Because mm. I matter. And so does every one of your listeners. Mm. Really, really important to set those non-negotiables. It's definitely helped me a lot through my life um, and getting, helping me get to the point where I am right now. And I try to instill that in my children too. It's important for you parents out there to set non-negotiables for my children, for your children. Um, one of them is, is education. You have to go to school. It's a non-negotiable. That's part of your responsibility. So my children understand that the, the importance of education and, and doing not necessarily having great uh, straight A's, but putting forth an effort. I'm more concerned about their effort than actually the results. So the results will come once you put in put in that effort. So that's a non-negotiable for, for my children. But make sure that you set those non-negotiables for your children and also for yourself and, and as well as your, um, your family members as well. Um, we also talked about during the pandemic and we had our season six, I believe it was during the pandemic. We talked about preparing yourself for the back end of this, because at some point this is going to, we're not going to be locked in the house forever. We're going to come back outside. And I think we're trying to get, in the United States, we're getting to the point where we're outside and doing things, but that was the perfect opportunity for you to reorganize and re-strategize yourself and then and, and kind of set your plans going forward. It's not too late. You still have opportunity to do that for those of you who are listening. So make sure that you are taking that moment to set your non-negotiables, set your goals, and, and work through those things. And, and find those 15, 10 minutes to make sure that you, you take those for yourself. So I have a question for you before we get to the teacher's lounges. What's next yeah. for you? My goodness. So um, through all of this, one of the biggest things that I'm I'm attempting this year is a world record. I really, really want to represent women around the world who are using their laptops to change the lives of themselves and others, whether it be financial, whether it be impacting lives, uh, impacting children, whatever it may be. So I'm running a competition and um, part of it is attached to the world record as I really want a true representation of women from all walks of life, all backgrounds, we are all coming together. I have been in Australia for three years since the pandemic, have not seen any of my friends and family back at home. I miss them desperately, but the power of the laptop 
has has meant that I've been able to attend funerals of loved ones and all of that stuff. So I truly believe social media can be used for good and is. Um, it's about taking responsibility of finding those people online. Um, but yes, that's what I'm. That's the mission this year. That's massive, but I'm totally confident. That's awesome. That's awesome. How can people get in contact with you if they're interested in your mission or some of your services? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Stacey Sargeson is the best way. Um, maybe you can kind of put the spelling or a link below because it's it sounds it's it sounds a bit strange, my surname. Uh, but StaceySargeson.com or Instagram, I'm really, really there. I'm there most days on Instagram. So come and have a look, take a nosy, have a stalk, see if I'm your vibe, um, and ask me any questions. I'm here to help people change their lives. So I, you know, I don't bite. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and you're gonna do a live session on Instagram or something to bring some people in and do some live talk. We'll talk about that a little bit later after after our podcast. Okay. But it is time for the teacher's lounge. If you know anything about the teacher's lounge, and if you're an educator, you go to the teacher's lounge and you tell stories, you talk about people, you eat other people's lunch. You just it's a time for you to kind of <laughs> go, but yet still. Okay your workplace. So I have a couple of questions for you. It's called this or that, that we're in our teacher's lounge. And you have to, have to pick the choice between one or the other and tell us why you chose that thing. So we'll start off very, okay. very easy, right? Well, okay. kind of easy, I think. Or you can say both and explain why it's both. <laughs> so the first question is, would you prefer individual one-on-one -on -one counseling or public speaking to a bunch of people? Oh, public speaking, let the world open up, please. Um, yeah, I love people. Um, even though I'm a kind of an introvert, um, I do I do love standing on stage and empowering people. Yeah. Okay. So what's worse, the pressures of Hollywood or the pressures of that nervous feeling that you're about to deliver this speech in front of thousands of people? Oh, God, Hollywood. Let's be real. <laughs> no, Why? thank you. <laughs> Why so? Um, just because I've seen a lot of people who hide their truth and their authenticity, which is the gold within every single one of us. And um, I can see it beyond the facade, um, but it's just such a shame that it is usually kept a little bit aside and hidden. And it's a bit more of a performance. I'm not about that. I think I know you're going to respond to this next question, but I'm <laughs> going to ask it anyway. Yep. London or Sydney? Oh, Sydney. Oh. The weather's way better. I miss oh. all my family, but the weather's way better. Are you kidding me? <laughs> said that pretty quickly. I wasn't expecting that. When I thought you were yeah. going to do you want to think about that, Stacey? Uh, no. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent sure. Okay. All right. And the last question I have in the teachers' lounge is: Was there a moment in time when you planned this speech, or you planned this activity, or this session, and you thought it was really, really going to go well, and it went kind of left? And it was just kind of like this moment, like um, I wasn't necessarily necessarily funny, or was this like a failure moment that you kind of learned something from? Um, pretty much every time I do a live stream, even though I've been seen by millions, um, who knows where it's going to go? I can have all the points, but it just flows. Whatever God or whatever wants to speak through me, it comes out. And sometimes it's snot bubbles. Sometimes it's laughing. Sometimes it's genuine human connection. Sometimes it's me just being really awkward. So mm -hmm. go and have a watch and see what you think. Because trust me, it happens a lot on my live streams. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. One trick that I will give you public speakers out there, what I do is I try to go out to the audience before I actually go on and have conversations with people. So I get their kind of story, their background. So if I mess up and have a snot bubble, I'm going to throw it right back at you. You just gave me some information that I could throw right back at you. And it kind of uh, helps me out a little bit. 
But uh, um, again, people can tell people how they can reach you again, and we'll have that link down at the bottom. Yep, stacysargeson.com or Stacy Sargeson. Just put Stacy Sar in Instagram and it'll work. You'll see my face. Perfect. Well, Stacy, I definitely appreciate your time. Um, it was awesome having you on. I definitely um, enjoy the work that I've, I was able to research and, and to look into you. With. I'm definitely looking, hoping for some great things in the future for you in um, regards and keep doing the wonderful work that you're doing. Um, uh, not only educators need to hear it, obviously everyone in the world can, could use your, your services and your expertise. So I definitely appreciate your time on this show. Um, so I'm going to give the, the floor to you. Want to say any last parting words for our audience here uh, today? I would appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you so much, first of all. And I, I'm really honored that you that we've been able to do this. Um, so my lasting words, I, I guess, would say, it's never, too, it's never too late or wrong to change your mind, no matter if you've studied for it, if you've been doing it for decades, or if that's just how people know you, you get to reinvent yourself, change your mind at any given point. After all, you tell children to dream and they can achieve their dreams. At what point did that get lost within yourself? Remember, you are the example of what, you're, what you say to those children. So are you living in alignment with that? And if not, be gentle with yourself and take the next step and find somebody like me or yourself um, you know, to learn from because we're out here and we are holding out our hand to support you, but it is gonna take courage to take that hand. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Just some housekeeping things for our audience. Don't forget March 23rd, we will be speaking at the World Education Summit again. Um, so we'll put that link on there as well. And also I have a personal project out there. I'm actually looking for a hundred um, black males and a hundred black females to give some words of wisdom for our um, African-American and Latino students across the United States, because they definitely need it. So be on the lookout for that project, 100 men and 100 women, coming soon on the empowermentperspective.com and also hopefully to a school near your children. Um, and as always, stay empowered. This episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Oakland Cocktail Company. Oakland Cocktail Company is a cocktail mocktail mixer company located in Oakland, New Jersey. A portion of sales goes towards helping build our local communities. All cocktail mixers are made in small batches and crafted by hand to ensure quality and care. We make you a better bartender. There will be two flavor profiles released in March. Clinton Ave, Sriracha Bloody Mary. Make your place brunch central with this full body, spicy, savory cocktail mix. Tough enough to stand alone or mix with your favorite vodka or tequila. Spicy and fresh from the first pour to the last sip. Kindle Boulevard, pineapple, lime, and jalapeno. Enjoy a juice cleanse or elevate your favorite tequila or vodka with this sweet and spicy mix. We've bottled the freshest summer taste for you to enjoy all year round. Every sip will take you on vacation. The Oakland Cocktail Company can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash Oakland Cocktail Company.